This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Live from Joe's mom's basement, it's The Stacking Benjamin Show. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and what do your psychic powers say about 2022? Today, in one of our favorite episodes of the entire year, we'll find out if our very own Toy Magic 8-Ball successfully predicted the events of 2021, and of course, we'll then ask it to share with us what's going to happen in 2022. And that's not all. Is getting in shape and on a better diet one of your resolutions? We'll bring in the man with the healthy living plan to help you build your physical net worth. It's Angelo Poli from MetPro. And speaking of using toys as tools, here's a guy who we refer to as the craftsman of this podcast, mostly because he's such a tool. It's Joe Saul Seahide. Yeah, not uh, not great, Doug. Not a great way to start this uh, episode. But hey, you tried. That's fine. Yes. Hey everyone, welcome to our favorite episode of the year. Welcome most to you, Doug. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> I just, just didn't know where to. I'm glad to be here. Just didn't know where to start. You know, I'm going to kill you with kindness after that open. And across the card table from me, he's sitting directly across the card table. Doug sitting on the end of the card table. Mr. OG is here. How are you, man? Happy New Year. Well, you and I have had two New Year's episodes by now. Yeah, we have. Happy New Year again, I guess. Yes. Amen. Thank you. And coming to us from deep under Los Angeles, it's our good friend, Mr. Len Penzo. I've been looking forward to this all year. Can't wait. The question isn't, Len, if you've been looking forward to it all year, has the eight ball been looking forward to it all year? Let's ask it. So for people that don't know what goes on in this episode, we might as well fill them in every year for the last how many years and Paula you and I were talking about this earlier mm-hmm. I don't know where we even came up with this tradition how it started but this has yeah. been we went from monkeys throwing darts at a list of stocks <laughs> to podcasters asking a magic eight ball and for a long time Len's magic eight ball was fantastic 
went through a drought for a couple of years and last year it resumed its winning ways. And we're about to find out here in the next roughly hour and a half, whether it continues its winning ways, but l- let's ask it, is the magic eight ball Len happy to be here? Well, that's a good question. Let's find out. <laughs> Without hesitation. Yes. <laughs> there we go. There it is. Aww. Absolutely. <laughs> How heartwarming. <laughs> that was, we're off to a good start. We are. Should I, calibrate, should I calibrate the eight ball before we start? How do you calibrate it, Len? What do you do? Well, you ask it a question that you know the answer to. Well, you we just, just make sure. We for, just, for example, like I'd say, is it time for Joe to get a haircut? And we know we know what the answer is, right? So let's, <laughs> absolutely. We do that? let's calibrate. We'll know we're calibrated. This it's is a, dangerous. Uh, eight ball, is it time for Joe to get a haircut? Not be determined at this time. <laughs> that's because I have so little hair. Close enough. I have so little hair. You don't know. I think that is. I think you're right. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, that, I think that is, is accurate. I think, I think it's. I think it's. It's correct. And that last voice you're hearing, the woman behind the Afford Anything podcast, Paula Pant, is here. I am so happy to be here, and that is the truth. The eight ball knows it. I cannot wait to find out. <laughs> and, and, and Paula, by the way, is all dressed up just for us. She got totally dressed up for us. Very <laughs> yes. glamorous. And she uh, looks it's, fabulous, folks. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I have a face for radio, so You're glad to be here. <laughs> but uh, that actually is a lie. Paula's headed to a party as soon as we, we get done with this. I am. But it's a party thrown by another content creator. So, you know, Nomadic Matt he has a very, very popular travel blog. I'm not sure where to find him, by the way. <laughs> oh, but I'm sh- Come on. Oh, my God, Joe. It's too soon. Too soon, Joe. <laughs> so anyway, he's throwing a big party for a lot of other content creators, and oh, I, I will be there. I see. Glad we were all oh, invited, Paula. Lost my invite. That's good. Right, uh, what the hell's going on there? Okay. Lend OG, Doug and I. Yes. Matt's a jerk face. Matt's Matt's BFF (laughs) status with us is gone. Uh, We got a great show today. We got the whole team here. We're about to dive into the Magic 8-Ball. Angelo Poli is going to help us at the halfway point get into shape for the new year. Angelo Poli from MetPro. But first, before all that, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers, they're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Well, you know what I think about Navy Federal? I think about the veterans that have done so much for our country. And I also think about some of our active service members. want to say a special shout out to Uh, My nephews, Colin and Nathan, who are both in the Navy. Colin is stationed outside Seattle, Washington on a submarine. And my nephew, Nathan, is in South Africa as an air traffic controller. And in Military Appreciation Month, Navy Federal Credit Union wants you also to celebrate members, many of whom go above and beyond. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools 
to empower their members and help them reach their goals. It's all branches of the military, veterans, DOD employees, and their family are eligible for Navy Federal membership. They offer 24-7 help from their U.S.-based member service. Visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate to see all of their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. All right, let's get this party started. We start this party with last year's questions and we do three rounds of questions. And let's start off at the beginning of round one, where Paula, you asked this question. Let's go back in time and listen to a year ago. What did you ask it? All right. For 2021, I will do the unthinkable and kick us off with a financial question. What are you talking about? Who are you this (laughs) year? Right. (laughs) That just, that just all of 2020. I have no idea who you are and you're continuing it now. The Royals. (laughs) 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 Oh boy. In keeping with my time honored tradition of always asking a question related to South America, my financial question is going to be, will the equities market of South America, as tracked by a broad market index fund representing all of South America, will that South America index fund outperform the Dow Jones Industrial Average as measured from January 1st through December 1st, 2021? And there's the question that, Paula, that you asked it. So- Yes. So I have to say, as I was listening to that replay, and I queued it up by saying this is about South America, and then I started with the words, will, ek, as I was re-listening to this right now in this moment, I was like, don't tell me that a year ago I asked, will Ecuador accept Bitcoin? (laughs) That would, (laughs) I mean, right? Or El Salvador have it as a currency. Oh, that's it. It's not El Salvador or it's not Ecuador. It's El Salvador. Right. Um, it's right. <laughs> darn it. Darn it. Darn it. Darn it. Yes. Uh, Could have been either. Yeah, you were close. You were in the hemisphere. Even in her revisionist history, she didn't get the right country. <laughs> right? I mean, I've been to Ecuador five times. I should... Uh, Weird flex. I was going to say. You know? Oh, <laughs> yes. It's for, for the Chautauquas. It was for the fire movement. It was, it was for a good cause. It was for Have a Have you ever been to Irkutsk? Irkutsk? No, never. I've been there on my, uh, Len, I've been there on my risk map. Yes. Right next to. I was hoping somebody would pull it and get that. that. I would use yeah. it for a jumping off spot to get Kamchatka. Yeah. The yeah. Kamchatka Peninsula is a key strategic <laughs> position to hold. <laughs> right, I was wondering when we're going to get to this. Here's the thing um, is it the. Can you repeat the part of this <laughs> stuff where you said all about the uh, things? Yeah. Thank you for bringing us back, Homer. Ticker symbol ILF is a South American index. The Dow Jones Industrial Average did 16% better than South America. Polly, heavily invested in South America? Not heavily, no. A small portion of my portfolio, but nothing nothing to write home about. Diversification. Diversification. But the question isn't whether it did or not. The question is, is did the eight ball? The the right answer here is going to be no, right? The did ILF, the South American Index. This is the most confusing part about all of this. Len, will ILF... The iShares Latin America Index beat the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Without hesitation, yes. Wow. Oh, boy. Oh, 
off to a bad start, I see. Get, I was wrong on that one, on its prediction. Who knew? Are you guys surprised at all by how well the U.S. stock market did this year? Yes. Yep. I yeah, mean, absolutely. not not to disparage the U.S., it just just uh, this was an unusually good year in stock market history. And it's funny because so many people have been saying the end is nigh for so long. And we got who, who another. Who would that be? Are you, why'd you look at me when you said that? <laughs> <Joe>? <laughs> There's a, I love how we're the Brady Bunch here and OG's pointing straight down at Len. Like, who, who would that be? The Magic 8-Ball, though, off to a little bit of a rough start. But hey, that's only one question and we've got 12. So let's keep the ball. Let's keep the ball moving here. Len, you asked the second question, which was this. Will the uh, Vanguard Strategic Small Cap Equity Fund, which is an actively managed blend fund that kind of blends between growth and value, will that outperform Vanguard's Small Caps Index Fund? Oh, asking about small companies in yes. 2021. You know, you know what's funny, guys? You know what's funny uh, is not that, that I don't care what I thought was funny a year ago. Let's talk about what's interesting this year, Len. I like your premise there, and I was queuing it up, and I think a lot of people didn't hear. You were, you're really interested in 2021 and active investments versus passive investments in the same sphere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I wanted to see basically who would, would active and, or passive what, what would do better. Yeah, you know. So boy, and have and, you? And, and have my you, thought was active. I thought just myself. I thought this would be the year for active and active investors, but I, I bet you the passive did better. I don't know, but well, we'll guess see. what? The Vanguard Strategic we'll Small see. Cap Equity Blend Fund at the time of this recording had done 29. percent That's the Strategic Small Cap Equity Blend. The Vanguard Small Cap Index is plus 12. So which one did better? The active did active, better, right? The actively managed yes. fund did way better, did uh, far, well, far, far better interesting. than the small cap index did this year. I don't know if-, if that's, not, that's not important, Joe. What's important is what did the eight fall? <laughs> that is exactly, <laughs> yes. Well, we're about to find out here in just a second. Will the actively managed small cap blend fund beat the small cap index? Here we go. Wow. Bam. There we go. There we go. Ties it up. You know what? Now now that I'm thinking about it, you know what, OG, I, I think it does make sense that the active won out because I believe the small caps were, did really poorly this year up until maybe the last couple months. I think they they started really coming on strong. No? You're shaking your head. It's been really volatile, actually. There's been periods of time where like the small cap index has done pretty well and then and then other periods of time where it's been pretty pretty volatile. It kind of depends on, on your start end time, but it makes sense. If, if last year, the final part of the year was really good, you know, I mean, reversion to the mean, right? If you have a plus 30 in three months, you're likely to not see a plus 30 in the next three months. It's just, yes, that's you know, true. Uh, not going to happen. It's also interesting that you picked the small companies because I think if there was going to be outperformance by active management, it would happen in the small companies. I'd have to agree with that. Yeah, because that's where the work is and finding the nuggets. Yeah, you, know, you could have right? actual impact on making a decision or finding the diamond in the coal mine, so to speak, versus, um, you know, the S&P is kind of hard. You know, I will say this. So I've talked before, you know, I like to invest in, in mining stocks and it's dangerous, uh, very volatile. Investing um, or I've mining? Done, Huh? <laughs> investing or mining or investing in mining. <laughs> investing in mining is a, it's, you have to have a strong stomach for it. So, but I've done both. I have taken some of it. I've taken a portion of it in my, that I'm doing on my own. And I've hired a manager, a, a fund to do it as well. And the fund totally beat my butt this year. So I didn't do as good. 
The next question that we had, OG, was yours. And OG, you asked this question. Uh, Big talk at the end of 2020 was all about DoorDash, Airbnb, and of course, our most favorite stock of all time, Tesla. So here's my question. Is an equal weighting of DoorDash, Airbnb, and Tesla, a third in each, going to outperform the S&P 500? Oh. Hmm. That it did. Isn't it wild that a year later... excellent question. I don't know about Airbnb, but I think DoorDash went up a monster amount. DoorDash actually went up the least of the four. Oh, you're kidding. The least of the four. DoorDash by itself, by the way, got beat by the S&P 500 as of December 15th. DoorDash was up 15%. Airbnb... Airbnb up 27, Tesla up 49. Like 50 or something. But you know what? 15%, that's nothing to, to sniff at. I mean, that is excellent. Right. I would take 15% in a year. That's awesome. Not at all, Len, but think about a year ago. You know, a lot of people think that individual stock like DoorDash would have beaten the index and owning the index was better than yeah. owning a company like DoorDash. Yeah, amazing. That's just wild. Mm-hmm. But the answer is is yes. Here's the question, though. Did the eight ball get it right? Let's listen. It cannot be determined at this time. Oh, yes, huh? it can, eight ball. Oh, the answer cannot be found at this moment. Wow, this is turning into a it does, presidential it, controversy. <laughs> Everything points to yes. Oh, now it's certain. Ooh. All of a sudden it went, no, don't know, don't know, don't know. And then finally it's like, okay, fine. Yes. <laughs> and the good news is it was correct. Yes. Better late than never, Len. But that means two to one now. Two to one. The uh, That's good. Magic eight That's ball. Good. Yeah. The night is still young. 66.6% success rate. Oh, but it only gets better from there. People have been hanging out with us on this podcast for a while. Know what my question's going to be. And it is this one. Mine for the first round, I'm going to do what I did last year and go to Facebook. And I like this question because it goes along with the theme I've had all year long tracking these Robin Hood scandals. Whenever I get on the internet, I, I feel like I see another scandal coming out of Robin Hood. So here's the question Len will, well, eight ball, eight ball, will Robin Hood have another scandal, yet another scandal in 2021? And before we listen to that, Robin Hood now had one scandal. I think they had three OG. Yeah, I can't, I can't keep track of it. I know of at least two. There was just another data breach, yet another data breach. Uh, data breaches scandals these days? I think we can call a data breach a scandal. Okay. I think so, yes. Yeah. I mean, I'd say the big Robin Hood thing that's on everyone's mind was what happened during GameStop, right? When yes. When Robin Hood halted yes. trading and then every, you know people started really digging under the looking under the hood and understanding how payment for order flow works. Robin hood really lost a lot of its credibility at that time. You kind of feel like it, but then every day (laughs) there's just tons of people going, Oh, so I pulled out my Robin hood and I'm like, really still true. But there was a congressional investigation that opened up right after the GameStop AMC, like the Reddit takedown of wall street. And it was a year ago. It was a year ago. I'm sure they'll get right on that. (laughs) (laughs) And yet still the company survives and thrives. Well, but that's not the question is whether they're surviving. Was there a scandal? Uh, We said, yes, there is. Did the eight ball say, yes, there was another scandal. The answer you seek is yes. (laughs) Bam. Wow. Excellent. Eight ball after a little slow start, maybe getting the rust out, even though we warmed it up, Len, we warmed it up and we still had a slow start. 
Yeah. No, it's uh, hey, it's it. Uh, this is fantastic. Yes. Just like gold times, just like just like in the early days. <laughs> it totally is. Eight ball is rolling. That brings us into round two, and uh, Paula kicks off round two here with a question that I think shocked everybody. Nobody saw this question coming a year ago. All right. Well, it's time for my annual British royalty question. Oh, you and do those? Do you do British royalty questions? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I don't know if you noticed, but you know, long-standing tradition of asking about the British royals. Although I, I suppose I'm going to ask about Harry and Meghan, and technically they are no longer senior royals. So I don't know if a question about Harry and Meghan qualifies as a British royalty question entirely. A junior British royalty question. I feel like there's a pun somewhere there just waiting, but I can't. It's not coming. Anyway. <laughs> I'm going to repeat the same question as last year. Will Harry and Meghan announce a pregnancy in 2021? Okay, let's see. And we'll see in just a second. But Paula, you know the answer to that one. On Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day 2021, they announced. You had to reach back to remember that, didn't you? Yeah, your memory is impeccable. It's impeccable. it, It really blurs together. Like my 2020 and 2021 blur together so much. I don't know what year is what. No, but uh, the good news is, is they did, and they also had a uh, safe birth. You, they right, now yes. have. So they gave birth to a daughter whom they named Lilibet. Lilibet is a play on Elizabeth, named after her grandmother, Queen Elizabeth. Uh, so her name is Lilibet Diana. She goes by the nickname Lily. But here's the question now for 2022, and I can't wait to till we see this. I don't think a Harry Meghan question is a royalty question anymore. Correct. Yeah. Well, they are junior royals, but they, they are no longer members of the senior members of the royal family. Yeah. yeah. So big change. They have also publicly announced that they're not having any more children. They're uh, they're having Archie, Archie and Lily, and that's it. So, Len, I think you and I have publicly announced that as well. <laughs> never say never, Joe. Never. I'm going to keep trying, though. <laughs> yes, I will publicly <laughs> publicly announce that there will be no more children. <laughs> In the salsi house, not, not for a lack of trying. Is that what you're <laughs> yeah, not for a lack of trying. Yeah. That's the uh, way to put it. Okay, in. off of that, and let's see. Uh, the answer is yes to the eight ball. Get it. It has been determined so. Wow! Oh, right. Wow! We are on a roll. We were excited then. I'm even more excited now, Len. That's eighty percent. It is. It is kicking butt. The score now four to one. Eight ball way up. Five in. Uh, once again, we've got 12 of these things plus an extra tiebreaker question, just in case it comes down to that. We go to Len's next question. We were surprised by Paula's question. Equally surprising was this one from Mr. Penza. But you know what? I also love my gold mining shares. And so I'm going to, I want to know if 2021 is the GDX, uh, which is the gold miners index. Uh, the Van Eck Vectors Gold Mining Index, a basket of gold mining shares. Will that outperform the S&P 500 in 2021? I think at the time, Len, you thought that it probably would. Oh, my God. I had I had visions of, of uh, what is that, uh, sugar plum fairies or whatever <laughs> dancing in my head. I really thought I was going to be set for life. I was really licking my chops. Golden sugar plums. And anything but. It's, uh Yeah. For people that don't follow the price of gold until uh, December 15th of last year, ticker symbol GDX down 12 oh. versus an S&P 500, which was oh, no, up, don't say it. Don't 25, say it. up 25, up oh, 25. Painful. Swing. Painful. Yes. Big, big, big difference there. So oh. the, 
The answer oh, was my. no, it did not. Let's hear what the eight ball said. That is a likely outcome. Oh, I like it. Well, the eight ball, you know, I think after being up 80%, Len, getting one wrong. Got four in a row. It's yeah. good. Yeah, after a big four in a row. I not- hope that's not a harbinger of what's to come. So we'll, <laughs> let's, uh... Four and two at this point. But gold, you know, if we're looking at inflationary pressure in 2022, Len, maybe next year, huh? Well, you know, things, sometimes you have irrational markets. I mean, if you look at, if you look at, uh, uh, the real return on bonds on the 10-year treasury bond, it's deeply negative right now. If you t- look at the CPI, which is, I think, came in at minus 6.8%, and then you have the 10-year bond, which is delivering a yield of 1.2% or something, you're we're looking at a, a negative, a, a real inflation-adjusted yield of negative 5.5%. That is the most negative it has ever been. I think maybe it was one more time back in the 70s, but that's when precious metals usually thrive under negative real rates. And, uh, you know, so markets are rational. You think crypto stole some of its thunder, stole some of its money? Quite possibly, Joe. I think that's an excellent. A lot of the same people that would have invested in gold are now moving over, moving over there. OG, that brings us to you. And uh, you also asked a question that, well, let's just listen. But he's got a new project. (laughs) Joe's writing a book. So my question is, is Joe's book going to be published in 2021? (laughs) I thought you were going to say, is Joe going to sell a million copies or something like that? <laughs> I, I, like the, I, like the, I like the cynicism of, is it even going to happen? <laughs> That's, uh, believe it or not, somehow, somehow on December 28th, and I found out from our publisher that it almost didn't happen. In fact, when I got my copies of Stacked, I found out uh, Nina, our amazing publisher, said, I decided to keep you and Emily out of the loop all of this supply chain stuff where we almost didn't have the launch day on the 28th, but the launch day happened. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And we're well on our way to a million copies for those of you that were wondering there. You're on your way. But if you want to help stackybenjamins.com slash stacked, if you'd like to (laughs) give it it a little boost. Buy one and get another one for the same price. It's an amazing deal. Yes. Buy one, get one, buy one, two, get one. Two for the price of two. Get two eight. for the price of two. <laughs> Better yet, Paula, 18 for the price of 18. <laughs> yes. The gift that keeps on giving. All right. Let's hear what the eight ball thought. Was the eight ball cynical about me? The signs say no. <laughs> I told you, eight ball. Told you. Eight ball of little faith. Take that eight ball. Eight ball's becoming a cue ball. (laughs) All of a sudden, we go from up four to one to it's four, three now. And we're starting to sweat it out. I'm thinking, by the way, Len, just as an aside, you know, for the people that have only been with us for a few years, we changed up eight balls. We went from the old fashioned shake it up eight ball to the new electronic eight ball. And I got to say the new electronic eight ball hasn't performed like the old shake it up one did. But the shake it up one, uh, Len, got so bad, we couldn't read it anymore, remember? Well, yeah, it, what happens is it, it was foaming. The liquid inside <laughs> would foam, and I couldn't even read what, what the dumb thing. I have it right here. I'm holding it, but uh, you know, I still keep Shaking that thing but with you your are right, right. Too much, Len? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, Doug. Come on, buddy. That's an innocent <laughs> but, question. But, but, and, and, and it was foaming right. too much. The, the traditional eight ball did much better the, than the uh, new guy on the block, the new kid on the block. All right. Still has to prove itself. Well, next question. Let's see if it uh, turns the corner. 
because I asked this next question. This was not my question. This came from our friends uh, in our Facebook group, The Basement. Laura asks this question in our Facebook group, The Basement. She says, will Victoria's Secret in 2021 make matching mask and thong gift packs for the holidays? <laughs> such, like a, <laughs> such a great question. And uh, I don't know, Len, when you were shopping for the honeybee, did you uh, did you see any matching thong and mask combos? No, I no, I didn't. Our producer Karen. I, I, I really, I really want to know what the answer to this question. <laughs> <laughs> Our producer birthdays are coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Our producer Karen, who did a ton of legwork, and big props to her for helping us out with this because there was a lot of data to look up. The answer was no. However. They do sell black masks and they sell black thongs, but they never put them together for a matching gift set. So we think Victoria's Secret missed a huge marketing opportunity there. Mm. You should consult for them. (laughs) We should. You know what I was thinking? Well, they missed an opportunity, but did the eight ball get it? Let's listen. Everything points to no. Oh. Hey, so the eight ball said no, it was not going to happen. It was I, correct. Was, that, didn't it, was it just me or did the eight ball sound extra sexy when he said that? I know. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I also noticed how disappointed Paula sounded when the eight ball said no. <laughs> oh. Oh. Well, hey, I'm just saying you could consult for them. You could charge them like $350 an hour as a consult, as a marketing consultant. Hey, I've got a great idea. There are already yeah. people on podcasts talking about this. It'll sell out immediately. <laughs> you don't think every you know middle-aged man has tried to be a consultant to Victoria's <laughs> Secret already? You, you get one for free with the purchase of Joe's book. <laughs> <laughs> a matching set. Yes. Yeah. Goes along with the title, Stacked. <laughs> um, uh, matching oh, book. Uh, what's, what's the word? Bookmark. Matching bookmark. <laughs> so good. So bad. So bad. And that brings us to our final round. Eight balls up uh, five, three. Let's see if we can eke out a victory. Paula's back. Will Queen Elizabeth meet with either President Joe Biden or Vice President Kamala Harris in person, face to face at any point in 2021? We'll say prior to December 1st, 2021. Will the queen meet with the new president or vice president this coming year? And we know the answer to that, Paula. The answer is yes. I do not know the answer. The really? answer they is met? yes. Yes. Uh, president Biden and. And Queen Elizabeth. Was that when they took a nap together at the COP26 conference? <laughs> <laughs> Does that count? President Biden and First Lady Jill <laughs> Biden met with the queen in June of of last year so very nice the answer is yes that did happen but we don't really care if that happened or not right let's listen in eight ball what did you think the answer is unclear try again (laughs) of course we waited for that the magic eight ball is like i can't find delta flights anywhere yet (laughs) no Wow, that was just (laughs) no, wasn't it? That was definitive. I think it was grouchy, Len. Sounded grouchy. That's a boy. He was he was definitely uh, well. He he screwed that one up. Well, it's now five four. We're into the home stretch. Three more to go. We're back to Mister Penzo. Let's listen in. 
All right. So uh, let's see. I've asked two financials. I'm going to ask uh, my my wild question for this group here. Uh, you know what? I, I like golf. Uh, I love Jordan Spieth. But something's happened to that guy. I mean, he's 27 years old. He started off like gangbusters. He's the first first golfer to win a tournament as a teen since 1931. He's won three majors. He's won 11 PGA tournaments all before the age of uh, 23 or 24. Uh, but since 2017, the guy has fallen off. He just can't do anything. He can't win anything. What has happened to him? And so what I want to know, 8-Ball, is will Jordan Spieth win a golf tournament, a PGA golf tournament in 2021. All right. And the good news, Len, as he a did. Jordan Spieth yes. fan, he did. Jordan's back. Yes, he came back this year and he actually won one, maybe two. Can't remember, but he definitely won one tournament, I know. But much better year than the year before, either way. Oh, fantastic. Oh, but, but not for previous two or three years. Oh, yeah, he had a yeah. great, great season. He won one. He won the 2021 Valero Texas Open is, okay, is, yeah. is the one that he won. But who cares? Did the eight ball yes. think he won? Yes. All right. Nice. And that means the eight ball goes up six to four. All right. Can't lose. Can't lose. lose. (laughs) We've got two questions left. Paula? I mean, technically, the eight ball still could lose. The next question, if the eight ball gets it right, then the eight ball can't lose. That's true, because we do have a tiebreaker question. Oh, you have a tiebreaker question? We, oh. we, we do have a tiebreaker oh, okay. question. Well, then I guess you can lose. You're right. Yeah, okay. see, we're not going into that any of this. We learned about that and the trivia contest, mm-hmm. which will start next week for this year. Mm-hmm. We've we've learned. We're not going to have ties anymore. Not not going to do that. All right, OG, you were up next, and let's listen. Out of the stock. Net outflows. Net outflows. So my question is, are inflows into U.S. equities going to be positive or said another way, you know, will there be outflows or inflows, but will there be inflows, net inflows into U.S. equities in 2021? You know, because the market's only up like 13% for the year. So this is actually a perfect time to put your money in. Not like earlier this year when it was down a whole bunch. That's sarcasm. So (laughs) will there be inflows net inflows u.s equities in 2020 well it's funny og because it goes with uh never mind (laughs) (laughs) too many too many cocktails to make to make a funny joke you were talking about i mean sarcastically saying not the market's up 13 it's a great time to put money in not as good as as earlier but it was a great time to put money in then yeah, because you got another twenty five percent this year. After it's that, good to, it's always good to put money in. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, people worry about the stock market being at an all time high and that sort of stuff. It's like, but it kind of always is. You know, it just kind of if it's if the economy's working the way it should, and you believe in the economy, it should be up more than well, it's and down. It doesn't matter whether or not you believe in it right now. If you're buying, if you're thinking about buying stocks, you better be thinking ten years, seven anyway, and. Do you think in the next decade, the stock market will be higher? And, and and if you're 30 or 40 or 50, this money is to be used when you're 100. So in 50 years, is it going to be higher? Probably so. Unless you're Len and you think zombies are right around yeah, the corner. I was thinking Len's head's about to explode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, yes, it's painful. I, okay, I admit it. That's that. Well, that's fine, Mr. Penzo. But if you're looking to hire an advisor, you can visit stackingbenjamins.com/og. There it to is meet with his team. The dude who called it. Yes. 
Uh, here we go. Let's hear the answer was, was that there were inflows, all segments of the market. We had ETFs up, we had global funds up, we had US uh, based funds up. We had so many but, inflows into the market. mining shares, Joe. But, but there were probably <laughs> not mining shares. mining shares, but not gold. Gold, gold <laughs> might not have done it. Uh, but let's listen. Does the eight ball get this one? Highly doubtful. Well, yep. the last oh. two years are Jeez. well. The market got pessimistic, and it, it, listen to our voices. By the way, we all sound like we were pessimistic about the market this year, going mm-hmm. in and twenty five percent year, and the. Eight ball got that one wrong as well. So that means six five. We're at six five with with one. This is really coming wow, down to the is, wire. Yeah. It's almost like it's a fifty six random. <laughs> it's like almost like a completely random outcome. <laughs> That's there's no way. It's definitely not all random. No, no, that's a far-fetched theory. Yes. There's got to be another explanation. Uh, it's it's this eight ball is not as good as the one that got all foamy. That's, the- <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a much better. Okay. I got the last one. Let's listen in. Last question in this weird year of sports that we had in 2020. The year will end in twenty early 2021. And my question, Len, is the Big Ten Conference had to change the rules at the last minute just to let the Ohio State Buckeyes even get yes, in, get into the, the playoff game for the Big Ten. It's in the Big Ten Championship game. They actually changed the rules for them. So my question is, will, as a result of that move, Will the Ohio State Buckeyes be the football national champions in 2021? Ooh, let's find out. And I said that just to get that look right there from OG. He's like, oh, <laughs> it's like, yuck, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, I don't know who, who's more interested in the outcome of this answer. Is it the folks from Michigan or the folks in Ohio? Yeah. Let's find out. We're going to find out in just a second, but, you know, on record is... Oh, God, no. I hope not. But then it came down to who do you hate more? The final ended up being Alabama against Ohio State. Which one of those teams do you want to win, OG? Alabama against Ohio State. I'm not sure that I'm allowed to vote. You know, that is a painful, painful question. And I say this every year with so much reluctance, but I have to go with a Big Ten school. I have to at least root for the team that kicked the shit out of us. Right? <laughs> I have to, I have to go for that team. You know, that, a lot that of people, us. a lot of people give, you know, Alabama or the Patriots, you know, when, when Tom Brady was there, a lot of, a lot of flack about like, Oh, it's just Alabama. Like, yeah, Alabama wins it. There's a great documentary. I think it's on HBO between Bill Belichick, who's the coach of the Patriots oh, yeah. and Nick Saban, who's the coach of Alabama And them talking about like how they prepare their kids and their team, I guess they're, you know, men, but, but when they, how they prepare their team for football each year and the fact that, yeah, you were good last year, you won last year. Now what? And, um, but Saban's, Saban's telling all his players, he's like, you're not earning your salary. You got to, if you want to earn that big old salary, oh, wait a minute. You can tell tell the guy in the group that's from Michigan State that's still sour about a (laughs) a coach that led you to some pretty good wins and then decided, hey, you know, I want to move up in the world. I'm going to keep going. And 
Not yeah, sour yeah. at all. He Still actually sour. He said something that was well. We don't have to get into that. He said something that was very true about Michigan State that I agreed at the time. That isn't the true. Stepping stone. Uh, no, the fact that Michigan Little State brother. Michigan State will not do anything until they stop worrying about what the hell is happening in Ann Arbor. And, yeah, no. and once, uh, right after that, that was the rise of Tom Izzo and then of uh, Mark D'Antonio. And it became all about East Lansing. And once that started, well, there was, was a whole different ballgame. Let's be clear. There was a pretty wide gap between Nick Saban and Mark D'Antonio. There was a lot of little brother time between guys. Them. Are we doing this now? Do I'm just saying we now? didn't worry about it then. Yes. Paula, do you want to weigh in on this? That. What are you thinking about Michigan, Michigan Paula's state? Just hit the counter. <laughs> <I> know, <right? laughs> it's like, it's like I'm trying to get to a party. party to get I'm going to go wrap this up. going to go get a snack while you continue discussing my, my head's still in the, the British Royals. So, <laughs> you know, more across the pond. She's like, happened with the, uh, the magic shaker ball. Well, first of all, the answer, we should tell people the answer. Yeah, uh, Ohio State couldn't keep up with Alabama. It was fifty-two to twenty-four. Was to suck. was was the final? So the answer was no. Ohio State was not. Was not. Yes. So, and, and by the way, that's not me. That's OG. Just all you Ohio State about. fans, just uh, send your hatred to OG at stackybenjamins.com. <laughs> all right, let's find out who this was. Uh, was he eight ball right? And is it going home victorious or do we have the playoff game? Without hesitation, yes. Wow. The Ohio State Buckeyes, OG, going to win the national championship. Yeah, that wasn't true. No. <laughs> What's not. even better is that they can't this year either. So it's a win-win. Because <laughs> who's in the game instead, OG? We don't know yet. Well, we don't know. But who's in the playoffs? Uh, I understand Alabama to be in it. Yes. The University of Georgia. Yes. There's a fine school in Ohio called Cincinnati. Amen. It's kind of sort of a school in Kentucky. I mean, basically, if you <laughs> research the history of Florence, Kentucky, they were they were robbed of Cincinnati. So they, they should own Cincinnati. That's Cincinnati is basically Kentucky. So we're going to go with that. Yeah, as, as a former local, we, we used to call it Cincinnati. There you go. Thank you very much. See, I told you. You don't want ownership of Ohio. I get it. And then um, and then there's a school from Ann Arbor that's that's in the playoff. But you know, who knows how it's gonna shake out. We'll see. And everybody's wondering, are we gonna finish this up? And let's do that right now. And uh so this was our extra question. Let's let's listen in and see the eight ball. Can the eight ball defend its honor? <laughs> Will Joe Saul Seahigh being on the Afford Anything show more often completely wreck the podcast? <laughs> Go. That was our that was our tiebreaker, Paula. <laughs> wow. So so what's the answer? <laughs> well, I did, th- th- that's up to you. But um, if ratings are still high, if things are going well, I thought the answer would have been yes. I would have broken your show by now. Did it wreck the podcast? Oh, geez. I mean, okay. So this this is this is getting a little Schrodinger's cat, right? Like, I can't determine. Like, if I influence the answer, wait a minute. Then wait a minute. It sounds like a it sounds like a, a resounding uh, yes. Yeah, you did. Is, <laughs> no, no, no. I, I just is I, the podcast kind of, is it, we're not talking about is it more successful? The question was, did I wreck it? Is the podcast still operating? Correct. It is still operating. Yes. And you still have listeners. 
Yes. Well, then yes, I think we, we have our answer. So then you did not wreck the podcast. <laughs> it didn't yeah. go to zero. <laughs> that was the standard of, 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 of effectiveness. As, as long as you have at least a listener. I didn't drive Paula out of podcasting. I mean, you, that was, that was really good, Joe, that you, you, uh, how you got Paula to say you didn't wreck it, but boy, she sure sounded like she was going towards. I yeah. had to get her off that lead. I had to, that's that disruption no, thing. I, I, I was I was disagreeing with the whole Schroeder, like with me being an active participant in determining the outcome, because with all other questions, none of us have any direct influence over the outcome. You know, if a certain ticker symbol does or does not perform the S&P 500, none of us can directly influence that. No. <laughs> if Harry and Megan announce Tell pregnancy. Tell that to the people with AMC theaters. That's, right. <laughs> uh, that's true. <laughs> A couple hundred yeah. bucks in that thing changes the course of history, Doug. <laughs> so, yeah, I think to have a pure, unadulterated, like uninfluenced by human touch type of answer from the Magic 8-Ball, it needs to be as objective, i.e. not subjective as possible, meaning none of us can influence the outcome. I think that's true if, if we were talking about was it more successful? Was it more mm. successful, I think, but did I wreck it? I think you can be kind of objective. Okay. Yeah. All right. So then objectively, no, you did not wreck it. All right. You heard it there. We need to keep that recording. <laughs> Joe did not wreck the pie, no matter what happens. Who <laughs> you print that on your book? I, yes. <laughs> this guy didn't wreck my podcast. Did not wreck Paula's show by stacked. <laughs> Available everywhere. All right. Uh, let's see what the eight ball said. Is the eight ball on our side or not? answer is no. Uh-huh. Bam! Uh-huh. Eight ball wins! The honor is still intact. Just barely, Len. Just yeah, barely. Yep. You, you gotta believe... The magic quarter <laughs> next time. You, you gotta believe that thing was looking <laughs> at the quarter. dumpster on the corner going, I don't want to end up there. <laughs> Holy smokes. All right. Wow, uh, that was close. <laughs> coming up next, Angelo Poli going to get us all in shape for 2022. Get that 2022 body moving. Time yeah, to get ourselves going to wreck Joe's podcast. The answer cannot be found at this moment. Well, you know what? We're going to learn in the next 10 minutes. Joe and OG's podcast. In so. the next 10 minutes, let's say hi to Angelo Poli. And I'm so happy he's back. The man behind MetPro back here to help us kick off 2022. Angelo Poli is here. How are you, my friend? I am doing great, Joe. Great to be back. Always love chatting with you. Well, likewise, and I got to tell you, our community, when we told them that you were going to be on this episode today, responded like they always have with people just can't wait to hear this. And you were telling me earlier that the trend is a little different this year when it comes to health and wellness. Tell me what trends you're seeing in the community. So seeing a, a big uptick in basically just everyday people, maybe folks that didn't have a previous history in sports or athletics deciding, you know, after the last couple of years we've had, I'm ready to get in shape. I'm ready to take control of my health. Uh, a lot of people who are saying they're ready to take control of their weight. A lot of people saying, you know, even though I'm, I may not have a gym membership or I may not be participating in the same program I used to, 
they're diving back into their fitness and it's awesome. We'll take the silver lining. <laughs> Last couple of years have been rough, but we'll take the silver linings that come out of it. And it's really neat to see people coming out of the woodwork and saying, this is important to me and recognizing I don't have to talk them into it. I don't have to prove it to them. Yeah. I feel like for me, it's because, you know, we're all working from home and, and the stories I'm getting from people I interview, we're working from home and we want to get that routine back that we used to have, you know, go to the gym, get out, get moving. And, yeah. and, and the rest of your day feels better. You, I mean, you know, this as well as anybody, you get out there, your day is much better. You and I have had this conversation multiple times often with my uh, executives, my professionals, and basically just people who are hardworking and focused in their mindset, I'm always having to talk to them and say, hey, Johnny, it will affect your bottom line. Mm. You will actually be more profitable. You will actually be more productive. It's not just a cliche, but when you're feeling good, you have more energy, even, hey, I'm looking good today. It all spills over into your productivity. When you're feeling well, it dives in. What's different now is I don't have to talk people into it. I'm getting these calls, guys saying, gals saying, I'm at home, I'm willing to exercise, I need to do whatever it takes because I've been sitting at home for the last two years and I am ready to feel good again. And so people are diving in and doing it. Okay, so on Monday, we had Ramit Sadie help us motivationally get into the new year. That was a fantastic episode. On Wednesday, Aaron Sky Kelly helped us get out of debt. Now, Angelo, no pressure Help us, help us get into shape. Where do we start here? It's yeah. a new year, new me. Where, where do I begin? That's it. Well, you know me, Joe, I'm bottom line guy. I like to, you know, give me the bottom line. What, what's going to make the greatest impact? And so the answer is going to be having a strategy that is specific to you and is not random. That, that's really what it boils down to. So we've seen the trend in the last year, year and a half. We've seen a lot of innovation from technology, which is great, by the way. I'm a big fan of that stuff. You know, you got genetic testing, you got blood testing, you've got allergy stuff. You can do your sleep monitor. You can do your right at you know the palm of your hand. These are great things for wellness. At the end of the day, what people still need and what people constantly day in and day out are still coming to me for is what's the strategy. Because when it comes to health and wellness, having additional indicators and markers, they really help you make wellness-oriented decisions. But when you have a specific goal, let's use, for example, and I always bring this up, it's not that weight loss is the most important goal. It's just the one people come knocking on my door stymied with the most often. Sure. So I keep going back to this. If you have a specific weight loss goal, you have to have a specific plan for you. Because what you can do is you can go and you can do all of the, the testing, the metrics, and start a program and see results for about two or three weeks. You're still going to end up in the same spot. And that is you're going to hit a fork in the road. Everybody hits that fork in the road. You know what the industry calls it? They call it a plateau. And it just simply means you've done good for your body. Your body has now acclimated to those good deeds. Yeah. Something else has to change. And you can have the greatest, most scientific program on the planet, or you can go to Barnes and Nobles, put your hand over your eyes, point, pick a book that says lose weight with, go home and try it. And guess what? In both cases, you're going to probably see progress for two or three weeks and then your body acclimates to it. So having a strategy that says, if this, then that, once you hit that ever guaranteed plateau, having a strategy 
that says, okay, here's what I'm going to do next. When I reach this point, I'm going to add this with the exercise. When I reach that point, I'm going to change this with my macronutrients or modify my calorie intake or adjust my meal plan. That's based off of when and how you hit plateaus and when and how we can break plateaus for you. That's the key. Have a strategy. Work with someone that can help you with that strategy if you don't already know it. And if you already know the strategy, write it down. Commit to it. And then look back each week and go, okay, if I were to show someone my activity log, if I were to show someone my food log, would they be able to guess what my goals have been this past week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would they be able to say, oh, I see what you're eating. I see what you're trying to do. Or would they, or would you need to tell them you were on a plan to build <laughs> muscle or I was on a plan to lose 20 pounds? It's almost <laughs> like we talk about people. Um, if you really want to get your financial house in order, think of yourself as a public company where every quarter you have to go to your investors and go, Hey, here's what we did last quarter. Like all of a sudden these goals become less. So I love the accountability piece of that. Another piece that I like though, is this idea of looking at the second domino. Cause to your point, I think a lot of investors do the same thing. They look at the first domino, but you're already looking ahead of, Hey, we know plateaus coming down the road. How do we avoid this situation altogether? Yes. So, (laughs) so people have asked me, they said, what Angela, what is Metro? short for metabolic profiling, because I've been on your diet before. I'm like, I don't have a diet. It's not a diet. No, no, no. This this is a process. So when I'm explaining people what what we do at MetPro as coaches, I'm explaining a system of rectification. And you hit the nail on the head when you say looking at the second domino. You have to do that with financial planning, with anything else you're doing, looking at the big picture. So when you're listening to an expert or a guru that's talking about health or fitness or weight loss, I'm going to give you two truths to consider. Here's two truths. The first truth is this. The meal plan that causes all human beings on planet Earth to lose weight the fastest is this. You ready? Water. (laughs) That's the meal plan that causes the fastest weight loss on planet Earth. In fact, any ingredients added above and beyond water slow that process. That's a truth. Now, here's the problem with that truth. The second truth is every day you only eat water, you are one closer to death. That is also a truth. We call it starvation. You can't just stop eating. So where is the rectification between the fact that I have to eat in some way, shape or form less with the fact that I can't stop eating? That's where the strategy comes in. So when we talk about all these fancy terms, like people have heard me talking about baseline testing and figuring out where your macronutrients are, we're not just looking at what's a good or healthy meal plan. We're looking at where can we start so that way we have steps two, three, and four to keep you progressing. And again, some people, their goal isn't weight loss. Their goal's energy, improved health and vitality. But if your goal starts with, I want to shed the extra pounds and I want to increase my energy, then that's where that specificity comes in. So action step, because I, I know we only have a few more moments. I'm big on giving our listeners at least something to walk away with. It's like, this is great. I understand. I can work with a professional. I know what you guys do, but just give me something I can do tomorrow. Here's what I tell people. If you want one disruptive behavior, in order to have any strategy, you have to have consistency. 
So if I say to you, you know, what, what's your preferred method of clean eating or weight loss or athleticism, whatever the case is, if you don't have a routine that's consistent, you don't have any strategy. It's a program with an identity crisis. So to fix that, start with just two things, consistent lunches and a mid-afternoon snack. If you can just do those two things, and when I say consistent lunches, I don't mean the rest of your life forever to the end of time. Just if you can say for the next two or three weeks, three out of four days, I'm going to have a consistent, healthy, clean lunch. And three out of the four next few days, I'm going to prepare a healthy, clean afternoon snack. Just doing that will be massively disruptive in many ways to your progress, to your daily routine. Because if you have a lunch and you have an afternoon snack, that means likely you're going to have to prepare that snack and that lunch when you're having breakfast. So you're not going to miss breakfast. If you had breakfast and you've had lunch and you've had a mid-afternoon snack, you're not going to have low blood sugar when you're ready for dinner. And when you get to dinner, you're not going to be so hungry that you are as likely to overeat. I say as likely because chocolate still tastes good, right? but less likely. And so now we've had a program, a plan where we've just changed one or two things that can massively affect the bottom line. I know that's what you're about, right? I, I, I am about the bottom line, Amen, brother. <laughs> Let's get some Benjamins, but, but you know what? Uh, I've got one more question. I think you just answered it with that phenomenal tip, which is diet or exercise. Which one do you start with first? If you're doing neither right, or do you do them both? Is it no, a one, that's a great question. No, the answer is diet. And it is not for the reasons you think it's not because diet is more important than exercise. Exercise is very important. It's that diet is much harder to establish a consistent routine. It's more confusing where to start, where to begin. There's a lot, it's shrouded in mystery. And it's something that you have to do five, not everybody eats four or five times a day, but you have to eat every day, at least a few times a day. And so if you're going to start somewhere that's going to have the greatest impact, I tell my clients and I have for years, you come to the gym to exercise after we talk about your diet. And if we haven't gotten that right, we're going to use that hour to go shopping for food and to preparing your meals. Because if you want to impact your health, if you want to impact your weight, if you want to impact the major markers of wellness, it starts with your diet. You also need to get active and exercise, but start small. Start consistent, but start small. A lot of people say, well, I'm ready to go. So they go to the gym and they do this two-hour boot camp that crushes them. And they're you know crippled for two weeks. And then you're done. And then you're done. Don't do that. I tell my clients, start with something you can do for five to 10 minutes, but do it every day or at least five days a week because we can build on that. Diet first, five to 10 minutes of exercise a day. Second, that's if you're not currently in a routine. And then build from there. Angela, I wish you got excited about this. I, yeah, I got I, bored. I, I, I totally, totally wish you liked what you did. I also wish you knew of a program that could help people with this stuff. Rumor has it you might know one. If you go to metpro.co slash SB for Stacking Benjamins, we got a special offer for you guys. You'll actually get to talk to a coach, not a call center somewhere, a coach who will just you know get to know you and can speak more specifically about what a specific routine could look like for you. So metpro.co slash SB, you can check us out at Metpro. It's awesome. Angelo, thanks for hanging out with us and 
Thanks for helping us make 2020 you offend 2020 you. How about that? 2022 <laughs> to help us make, thank you for helping us make 2022, 2020 you. Wow. I, love it. I think I just came up with that. Somebody already did that it. before me. Thanks. Yeah, that's right. TM. Well, while we're peering into the crystal ball today, you may be peering into yours asking your magic eight ball. How the heck am I going to, how am I going to fix this mess? that I made over the holidays and the holidays can wreck so many budgets. I remember back when my finances were just in complete disrepair and I had to put everything on a credit card and I put the minimum on a card that I possibly could, that I thought I could get away with. In hindsight, I probably could have just bought nothing, but at the time I thought that I needed to buy stuff and I went from bad to worse in my money hole way, way, way back when. But if you're in a similar situation today, I've been there. And one thing you can do is consolidate your debt. You can get that down to a low interest rate. And that's where our friends at Navy Federal Credit Union come in. Navy Federal helps you take control of your finances over the holidays. You can get a low intro APR on their platinum credit card to surf your debt down to a lower rate. It's the lowest rate card that they have, and it's a great tool to pay down debt. Navy Federal also has multiple savings and investing options to help you get closer to your financial goals. There are digital tools and educational resources online. So when you're done listening to us, you can dive into all the goodness that they have to help you guide your decisions. And with Navy Federal, you can automate your savings and investing to put your money to work for you, even as you sleep. And that's a key, isn't it? continually automating your investing and your saving as much as possible so that money goes in the right place and it's out of your hands. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Message and data rates may apply. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment options are available through Navy Federal Investment Services and are not insured by NCUA. That's NavyFederal.org. Well, if you're new to Stacking Benjamins, you may not know that I've tried out a lot of personal finance apps. I like to be a guinea pig and try out all these things. So I know what I'm talking about when it comes to uh, what's helpful and what isn't helpful. And uh, the app that I've used the longest has been Monarch Money. And it's because Cheryl and I, my spouse, were able to collaborate together. We can work on our goals together and our budget and our goals are right next to each other on the app. It is clearly the next generation of personal finance apps. So what is it? Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, because you're a stacker, you'll get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash Benjamins. I love the fact that we get to collaborate. I love the fact that it's customizable. And I also love that it's this ad-free privacy you can trust. They never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. After trying out Monarch myself, I totally get why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, because you're a stacker, you're going to get an extended 30-day free trial to try it out like I try out many different apps. And this one was sticky for me because, well, you'll see when you try out the 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash Benjamins. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash Benjamins for your extended 30-day free trial. Hi, I'm Derek, and when I'm not working on the hook for Joe's mom's next greatest rap album, I'm stacking Benjamins, baby. We're back here for the second half, and this is the part where we ask the Magic 8-Ball questions. We're going to 
run through three rounds of questions, guys. Paula, uh, you are up first. What's your first question for the eight ball going to be for 2022? What are you looking at? All right. We know that El Salvador is the first country to accept Bitcoin as a, an official form of currency. Will any other nations in South Latin America, America <laughs> no, Latin, I'm extending it to all of Latin America, Central and South. <laughs> will any other nations in Latin America accept any cryptocurrency as an official form of payment? Uh, B- before December 15th? Yeah, before before December 1st. Before, before December, December 1st. 1st. All right. Len, what do you think? Do you think that's going to happen? Uh, who, you know what, Joe? Who knows? I would say no, but uh, I think what they're going to do instead is go with central bank digital currencies. I think so, too. Did you say cryptocurrency or Bitcoin? I said any cryptocurrency. Yeah, I, I think what they're going to do, those. I think they're going to go with the central bank digital currency. But, yeah, which, and, and crypto is going to be different then, right? Crypto yeah, is going to be different yeah, than uh, central yeah. bank yeah, that's digital currency. definitely different. Yeah. Oh, do you agree with that? Which way you go on that? I have no idea as to whether or not uh, any any country. That's will not how this game works. This I game this care. game is all <laughs> speculation. And how's about yes. I don't care? Okay. How, right. how about you flip a coin and then give us an answer? <laughs> yes. And then go. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, Mr. Penzo. The question, Paula, is. Do you want me to ask it again? Absolutely. Right. I will ask it to the Magic Eight Ball. Len, does your Magic Eight Ball have a brand name, Mister Something? Mr. Yes. Mr. Mr. Predicto. Mr. Predicto. <laughs> How have I not been addressing him by name <laughs> this entire time? How rude of me. It isn't. Yeah, by the Mr. way, predict- <laughs> the, the cheaper eight ball was Predicto. This is Mr. Predicto to you. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Eventually, you're going to upgrade to like uh, Dr. Predicto, Professor Predicto, Reverend Predicto. Right. I mean, all right. So, my question to your Magic Eight Ball, who I have just learned goes by the name Mr. Predicto, in the year 2022, at any point between January 1st through December 1st, will any Latin American nation, meaning any nation in Central America or South America, other than El Salvador, <laughs> accept cryptocurrency as an official form of payment? Will the government of that nation announce that it accepts any cryptocurrency as an official form of payment? Definitely, yes. Cool. Well, it's going to expand. Wow. We shall we see. Go. So we we have a positive eight ball to kick off this year's predictions. Uh, Does anyone want to guess which country that's going to be? Who will be the first? Chile. Ooh. All right. Done. I think, uh, man, I don't, I don't know which country would. Mm. Guatemala. I'd say Venezuela. Oh, Venezuela is a good one. That's a that's, that's a better a, that one. That is a good one. I yeah. should have taken that one. Um, yeah, no, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, can I echo that one? <laughs> sure, right. go ahead. Yes, you can. It's you on know. the it's on the record now. <laughs> Paula echoes that one. Next up, Mr. Penzo, what are you thinking? Uh, okay, so my question is: obviously, the inflation's around, but will it get? Will the CPI print double digits in any month in twenty? 22. 
We had, by the way, variations on that question for in the in the Facebook group. Uh, Mark and Mike also asked. Gretchen also asked the same same question. Um, so lots of people asking this, wondering variations of this this same question. So all right, good stuff here. Well, Let's do it. Great minds think alike. Let's see. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say Mr. Predicto is going to be correct. The Magic 8-Ball. Going to be yeah. lots of inflation. Yeah. Yep. I think so. Yeah. Double digit. That's ugly. Well, it was already printed six point. What did, what did it print just recently? Is it, It's in the sixes now, right? That is that it's is a big, ugly. big gap between six and ten, though. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And they can also, change Also, the CPI too. is completely BS. But yeah, of course it is. Yes. By the way, by big gap between six and ten, OG means four. <laughs> Just defining that. OG. Eighty percent change, but yeah. Depends on if you think four is a big gap, but yes. OG, you're up, my friend. Cool. All right. So got this one from the audience at home. Will Congress, we'll just say Congress, the the collective Will they kill backdoor Roth contributions? Yeah, a proverbial oh, backdoor. Yeah, good one. IRA, yeah. then you convert it to a Roth. Will they kill it in, uh, well, between now and uh, the end of the year? That also was asked by many, many people here in the basement. Wow, really cool. Lots of people wondering. Uh, e. Lella asking that. Backdoor in now. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. Mike asking that question. Uh, several other people. So let's do it. All right, here we go. points to no. No, they will not kill Ooh. it. How about that? That's yeah. interesting. All right. Aren't Let's they trying? See. They're trying to stuff that in the bills mm-hmm. right now, aren't they? Everything I yeah. see. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <My> <laughs> people stuff 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 it. Come on. <laughs> a lot of the Congress people stuffing a lot of things in the back door lately. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> It's going south. <laughs> yeah, they are. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. What's the matter with you people? I, uh, you started it, Doug. When, when Doug is the... Ad- <laughs> I saw you giggling like a schoolgirl. <laughs> but I didn't say it out loud. You, you were all like, you couldn't even... You said like, it with your face. You're like... Ew, ew, ew. <laughs> I just think it's amazing. When we have a recording where Doug's the adult in the room. <laughs> He's not. He started. He it. wasn't. That's a good point. All right. Now we're going to keep this ball rolling. And everybody's, as I swear, every word I say, people are looking for a euphemism. Oh, is that a euphemism? Uh, but we are going to keep this ball rolling. I've got a great question here that I will ask from Wesley. Will the Fed have more than one rate hike in 2022? I think Ooh. I think that's a great question, Wesley. So I'm going to we're going to ask that one. I do think they'll have more than one rate hike, uh, Len. I think you think so. I'm not so sure. I, I think if they do, I think they're going to reverse course. I don't think they're going to get very far in their rate hiking. Mm. I really don't because you, you hike the rates that impacts the stock market. And I don't think they want to see that drop. I don't know, man. So. If you're predicting high inflation and not many rate increases, that's really their, their Paul Volcker action. Only Just well, check up the rate. They can't, they can't raise rates high because it's, this is way different than night in the early eighties when Volcker was there. You know, we, we have a $30 trillion national debt, so you can't raise rates too high now. It's not like in the eighties when we had very little debt and Paul Volcker could jack up the, the short term feds. Yeah, rate. But that's, that's the debt that we have presently, right? I mean, that's got a term to it and a, and an interest rate assigned. Is it, is but they it? keep, well, they, they keep rolling that over. Mm-hmm. 
Well, let's ask the question. Not. Are we going to have more than one? We're going to have more than one rate hike next year. The answer is unclear. Oh, come on. We try will. again. We All will right. try again, 8-Ball. We will. We didn't say Mr. I would not count on it. Oh. Len, would not count on it. Lens 8-Ball agrees so, with him. So, so, okay, yeah. So he's saying maybe is one I, and no more. One and is, done. I would not count on it a, d- a definitive no. Is that a strong enough no? I think that's a no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that's, that's a no. All right. Otherwise, I, this is going to be a six-hour podcast trying to pin that <laughs> thing down. <laughs> We're going to run with that (laughs) on to round two. And Paula, that means you're up again. All right. Well, we have asked about whether or not Congress will kill the backdoor Roth. I think we should also ask whether or not Congress will kill the 1031 exchange. That's uh, also something being bandied about. Boy, imagine the the, the 1031. For people who don't know what that is, tell people what that means. So a 1031 exchange, it refers to section 1031 of, of some code. And IRS code. The IRS code, the tax code. And if you are a real estate investor and you sell a home and have a capital gain, you will not be subject to capital gains tax if you identify a property within a designated period of time and then purchase that property within a different designated period of time with the money that you use from the sale of that initial property. And so it's a way for real estate investors to sell a given property, level up or level sideways into a different property, and essentially keep selling in and out of properties, keep transacting properties without having to have a capital gains drag on the proceeds of their sales. Capital gains tax drag. Does the property have to be your primary residence? No, no. So this, this is specifically for real estate investors. So it is different from the capital gains tax exclusion that applies to owner occupants. Hmm. Yeah. So 1031 may be on the chopping block as well. So Paula, your question again. At any point in in the year 2022, prior to December 1st, we'll say for the the sake of having a definitive cutoff date between January 1st to December 1st, 2022, will Congress pass a rule, whether or not it goes into effect, will they pass a rule in which they uh, outlaw ban change the 1031 exchange. Paul, I'm curious. Do you spell succinct with two C's or just, just one C? I can't remember. I, I want to be crystal clear so that there's no debate. Here um, we go. Can you ask the question one more time, Paula? Oh, boy. <laughs> Mr. Predicto. The answer is yes. Ooh! Wow! I'm just, I was just glad. I was just glad he was certain in one direction or the other, <laughs> yeah. so we so we could uh, wouldn't have to ask the question again. No. Well, that's man. Uh, some uh, negativity here out of the eight balls. More taxes people are going to pay. Len, what's uh, what's up for you next? Uh, let's see here. Um, I have one related to housing too. My question is: Is the average U.S. housing price? in 2022 going to be more or less than what it was at the end of the year in 2021. So basically I'm asking is home prices, the average U.S. home price going to fall? I'm always just wondering how are we going to measure that? Do we have a, a measurement? Well, some, I know case, I've seen case it before. Case Home Price Index? I know I've seen, I've seen 
articles where they say the average or it could be the median too. Yeah. I, it yeah. Depends when he's, yeah, we'll be able to see that, we should so. probably go with December 1st on this one. I'm thinking. Okay. December Cause 1st. that'll just be easier for us to find. All right. Our home price is going to right. fall. Is it going not go up? Are they going to fall? Will they be lower on December 1st, 2022 than they were are they, are uh, in they gonna... December of this year Yeah, or, or okay. of last year actually. All right. All right. Here we go. Definitely, yes. Ooh. Home price is lower. So we go from now. Wow. We go from what we talked about, Paul, at the economy conference, which was that in some cities we're seeing prices, quote, normalize was the word they Mm -hmm. used. And you said you agree with that word to now we've got them falling. I don't think they're going to fall. I, yeah. And also in that, on that discussion, I I seem to recall, Paula, you saying all real estate is local. That there Correct. isn't really a point in discussing this in a in a, a broad term. So, well, do we care about this answer if that if we're looking at an index that's that's national. It's the eight ball, Doug. Of course, no. we care. <laughs> Doug, you're talking as if you're actually getting usable data from this from these questions. <laughs> well, what the hell are we doing here, Len? Why are we even spending our time? We've been asking that for almost ten years, Doug. <laughs> We've been wondering that. Yeah. 10 year anniversary coming up this year. Wow. Wow. All right, kids. 11 year anniversary for afford anything. It's uh, just amazing. Yeah. two twenty two twenty two. That's cut that out. Crazy. 13 for Lenpenzo.com. <laughs> wow. Lucky 13. What about the persistent itch? How long has that been? That's only been a few years. That's, That's been like five. five yeah. <laughs> it has probably been five years. Five, it's, it, he's, he has to rename it next year. The really persistent itch. <laughs> 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 the chronic itch <laughs> went on for a long time brought to you by crew X. Yes. Oh gee, that brings us to you, my friend. Okay. So over the last, uh, I don't know, five years, tech stocks have just been crazy, right? NASDAQ, Microsoft, Amazon, Facebook, Google, that whole deal. So, uh, very simply will the NASDAQ QQQ, will it outperform the S and P next year? Mm. Well, the NASDAQ very close, very close in 2021, but, but, you know, in the, in the five-year history, the two, I mean, it's just smoking it. So will it continue its cycle of outperformance? And we've kind of seen this last quarter, the NASDAQ kind of getting I, tired. Yeah. I was gonna say, I won't say a tired. tailspin, but I will say that yeah. that's been a little bit, uh, tailspin all the way down from up 30 to up 28. I know. right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but it has been the uh, the kind of the laggard here the last couple months. So let's see. Q is going to beat SPY. Everything points to no. Well, and that You're would tech people sell your houses and sell your tech. Th- that would be the <laughs> that would be the short term trend. There uh, would match the short term trend. So we'll see. The eight ball thinks it's a longer trend. I'm going to go with Kathy's question from the basement here. Will the performance of the S&P 500 in 2022 be greater than it was in 2021? Oh, my goodness. Are we going to have more than plus 25 this year? Wow. This will be a a question. Greedy. It's been negative so far. Let's see how negative it is now. The signs say no. That Mm. will not. And that would make sense. That yeah, did I just say the magic eight ball makes sense? What the hell? Well, that's we'll hey, see. 50% of the time, it's right every time. <laughs> Wrong with me, 
Paula, we're up to our last question. I know you've thought long and hard about this. Just yes. relax and lean into it. Tell the eight ball your final question. Okay. I hate to ask this, but in, <laughs> in the spirit of asking a question about the British Royal family and asking a question, you know, with the understanding, William and Kate are done having kids. Harry and Megan done having kids. Oh, you're not going there, are you? What? I never mind. Let's see. <laughs> you, well, well, their kids are too young to get married. Yes, but unfortunately, Queen Elizabeth's health has been. You are going there. I am going there. We're gonna have um, a death watch question. Wow. Yeah. Well, I will phrase it in a different way because it's also possible that she may want to step down from the demands of oh, the position of queen. Good. This is right? better. I so like will this we better. Have a change on the throne. Right. Yes. Exactly. Right. Doug said change will, on the throne before. It's kind of awkward. So you guys don't mind. I gotta go change on the throne right now. I'll be back. <laughs> it's a whole different question. Right. Right. But being queen, <laughs> being queen comes with a set of responsibilities, and you know she's the longest reigning monarch. It may be the case that in order to look after her health, she decides to give up her responsibilities and and pass that down to her heir and and play an active role in training her heir you know, on the job training. So will, yeah, will we have a change in the throne at any point in 2022 prior to December 1st? Is that Prince Charles? Is that who's next? That is. Yes, it is. Well, so I, I intentionally be. didn't phrase it as Prince Charles because if something were to happen to Prince Charles, then it would pass to Prince William. And so I want to leave space for any change on the throne, regardless of what fate may befall Prince Charles. So if, if Prince Charles doesn't, then it's not the Speaker of the House after Prince Charles. <laughs> if Prince Charles, it's for Boris. any reason, <laughs> it's <laughs> New King it's, it's <laughs> Prince Charles is first in line for succession. Succession after that is Prince William, and then after that is Prince George, Prince William's oh firstborn God. son. And then it turns out it's Doug. <laughs> so, and then Newt Gingrich. Wasn't there a movie like that with uh, with uh, Goodman? Um, yeah, that's right. It yeah. was. Texas first name. The name of it. Goodman. Not John. John Goodman. John Goodman. Yes. Thank yeah, you. Jeez. There was there was that movie. All right. Are we ready? Already? Pray God. <laughs> yes. Let's do it. Am I Will there gonna... be a, Mr. Yes. Predicto, will there be a change on the British royal throne at the highest level of the British royal throne? Not the lowest in level. In 2022, at any point in 2022 prior to December 1st. Is a strong possibility. Oh, got to go with yes. Mm -hmm. That's a that yes. A yes, I think that's a that's yes. A, that's a yes. It's kind of a wimpy yes. It's a weak yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like yes a, a, yes. a yes. Kind of uncertain, but that is a yes. Uh, meh, sure. I thought it was pretty much a guarantee. <laughs> if you say so. That's the way I heard it. Yeah. All right. Are we done with questions? Because I just love watching Len sort of fluff Mr. Predicto. The way he <laughs> oh, no. Like you get to watch this three more times, Doug. Yes. So Doug's wondering if you could do that slower. That would be great. Uh, Len, dinner and what you got, man? Uh, my last question, probably no surprise. It's something precious metals related. I want to know. I'm going to think big again. I, I struck out with the gold miners in 2021. This year, I'm going with silver. Very simply, I want to know, will the price of silver 
pass its all-time high and then some this year uh, in 2022? Uh, will it reach $50 or more? Please, please be right. Or wrong. A retirement on the hook. That is a likely outcome. Oh, yeah, I like it. Len's got good news for the honeybee tonight. Yes, indeedy. Count it. We're going to the sizzler. <laughs> and we can get the appetizer. I am happy. Mr. OG, last question. Um, should I keep a sports theme in there? Uh, heck yeah. Yeah, I'm not going fun. sports, so why don't you go ahead and ask the yearly sports hmm. question? I've got two angles here. So I can do the sports one, which is, is Alabama going to win the national championship again? That's the obvious sports question. Or I could ask, is Joe's book going to be on the national, or I'm sorry, on the New York Times bestseller list? Oh. Well, that keeps your, your theme going from last year, which is it even going to show up in the light of day? Yeah. Yeah. Will there be at least one purchase of Joe's book? <laughs> <laughs> Not including Joe's mom. Not including mom. That doesn't include family members. Right. <laughs> How many tour stops do you have? 42. And that was actually a question that, that uh, oh I saw you Rebecca has here that uh, we were going to ask. Yes. Yeah. All right. So let's, let's by the, the way, uh, stackingbenjamins.com slash stacked. will tell you where I'm going to be. All right. So uh, let's just do the, let's do your tour then. Uh, will Joe hit 42 cities on his book tour? Let's find out. <laughs> Answer cannot be found at this moment. Yeah, it's because it was a vague question. It's a, you know, it's a, like on forty-two. I'm going to say, can I give you a lee, some leeway? Say more than thirty-seven. More than thirty-seven of the forty-two. Point. There you go. Because do we actually make it to thirty-seven? Yeah, you might make it. The answer is no. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> negativity. Negative Nancy. That's wow. Negative Nancy the whole day today. I've been told by a lot of people that are like, wow. are, you, are you crazy? You're doing that in what time frame? Okay. So we shall see. But hopefully. That's a grueling tour. I mean, that's grueling. Yeah. You know what? You pull the Band-Aid off. But when it's the stackers, you can hang out with stackers. How great yeah, is that? That's true. That Across is Across the United States. That is true. We're going to see if we can get Len to San Diego and to LA. So mm. Len's looking at me sweet. like, no. I, I can pull that off. Len's like, yeah, I, I can. But if you're watching the video, the look on his face is like, <laughs> I'm not hanging out with you. Man. <laughs> pass. Hard pass. All right, man, then I've got the last question and uh, I was going to ask Rebecca's. So let's do, let's do this one. I'm going to do a question. We do, we do one political question every year and this is the magic. This is, this is the magic eight ball that uh, remember predicted Donald Trump. And this was a year Mm -hmm. before the election. It was a year Mm -hmm. before the election. So uh, yeah, the question that we have here from the basement that we'll ask is, this is the midterm elections, right? Will the House and Senate have a shift in majority? Meaning, so that's going to be both. So what he's asking is 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 both. Uh, Ron asks, will the House and Senate see a shift in the majority? It is best not to say no. I would Don't agree with that. that. I would totally agree. <laughs> Want to keep our ratings to- high. You just shut up about this stuff, but eight ball. The answer you seek is yes. Going to see it. All right. Political shift on the, on, in the future. 
All right, there it is. Hey, uh, uh, who's got a good a tiebreaker? I, Where's the tiebreaker? Well, question? you know what I thought. Doug has been with us here for nearly two hours of of recording. Has not asked one question, Mister Doug. <laughs> he's got nothing. I'm so <laughs> vacant in my brain right now, Joe. It's just <laughs> will the fog come on, Doug? You've got to have something there right now. Themes, got themes include South America, British Royal Sports, Joe's book. Could be. I mean, you could go into movies. He didn't do sports. We never got the sports done sports question. yet. And so I will go. We thank did, you. We did thank do sports. Oh, no. OG did no. not do sports. OG, OG. Teased, went we to seduced the and then abandoned. That's right. Uh, so I, uh, I am going to go sports and I am going to ask, will Purdue make it to the final four of well, the final four in basketball? The NCAA yeah, basketball. basketball. Pretty oh, good basketball very team. Very good. Let's yeah. find out. Wow. Dude <laughs> that dude sucks. <laughs> We've been stroking him for two hours and he comes up with that crap. Do you know the good news is you're going to save a lot of time, Doug. I mean, think about all the time you would have watched Purdue all season long. You already know the outcome. So Me it's good and the fin turn are going to be heartbroken. <laughs> but then, did you hear the did you hear the derision in, in like, the in oh. the eight balls voice, too? I mean, it was perfect. I, it wasn't Damn. even it wasn't even Nolan. It was Cha. Yeah. No <laughs> Why are you wasting my time with right. that tone of voice? Oh, I'm unfortunately, sure. I know this was a short show, but we should probably go. Let's find out what's going on where all of you work. Mr. Penzo, what's going on at lenpenzo.com? I did. It was time for a family taste test challenge again. So uh, I got the family together and we did peanut butter. We did five different peanut butters in a blind taste test challenge. We did a couple store brands, one from Walmart and one from my local Albertsons and then three name brands. And as usual, you may be surprised at what the blind taste test results showed true that sounds like a are they all experiment. crunchy are they all smooth no they were you- all smooth as a matter of fact i did a little research do you, did you know that 49 percent of americans prefer smooth and i think it's 29 percent prefer chunky and then crunchy. the rest so crunchy what did i say chunky crunchy chunky not crunchy chunky, it's not chunky. crunchy it's- Crunchy. <laughs> <It's crunchy. laughs> you said crunchy. chunky, but it is crunchy. And the other smart people, the, rest the remaining the, people, yeah. both mm-hmm. they like both. They don't care. They They'll like take both. It anyway, yeah, there is only one it. kind of peanut butter. I'm with OG on this. Mm-hmm. Same, same, yeah. Only crunchy. crunchy? You're yes. crunchy. There oh, should yeah, be whole totally. peanuts in there. Entire whole. Oh yeah. How do you know basically what you're butter with peanuts. peanuts laying on top of it? Yes. What if those jam? aren't peanuts inside there? You don't know what you're I'm crunching. Pretty sure it says on the jar. <laughs> yeah. Contain peanuts. He's kind of picky about peanuts that. and oil is basically how much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not taking any chances, so mine better be smooth. That way, if I crunch something, I, I know I've crunched. I would something say I you have crunched. less idea what's in there when it's smooth than when it's crunchy. Right. Anything could be blended into that. Right. When it's all. Where yeah. was all this damn debate during the main show? Like, where was it? <laughs> Those subjects. All of a sudden, we get on, all of a sudden we get on peanut butter, about. and everybody's like, "No, this is where we this, draw the line. This is meaningful. <laughs> this affects people's daily lives. This is, yeah." And a true story, by the way, which is uh, the honeybee accidentally dropped some chocolate in it, and they realized <laughs> that this could be a thing: well, chocolate peanut butter. Maybe those were commercials in the seventies, uh, Paula. Accidentally dropping chocolate into peanut butter? That's yes. how they created Reese's peanut butter. Or they, they bump into each other. And guy with the chocolate and the... the yeah. It's time to move the, on uh, when we're butter. explaining the context of this stuff. Paula, what's going on at Afford Anything? <laughs> on the Afford Anything podcast, 
Joe, you have not wrecked my podcast. We've we've established that during uh, today's recording. We got the applause so, there. You know, the, the thing I forgot that it was a year ago that you had just begun coming on to every episode in which we answer audience questions. It's been a year. I, yeah, I, it, it feels like longer. <laughs> I forgot that it was. A year I don't know if that's <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Well, I mean, it is a good thing. I mean, it feels so natural that I can't remember a time or I, I distantly remember a time when we weren't doing it like that. But that feels like a lifetime ago. We have had yeah. a lot of great questions from people and a lot of uh, a lot of laughs, a lot of. Absolutely. And, and we had the spindrift moment in 2020. Oh my goodness. That was, that was hilarious. Yes. Uh, and so, and, and tune into the afford anything podcast and go through some of our older episodes. If you want to know what that spin drift moment was, <laughs> that's one, you know, what we have in store for 2022 is that Joe, you're going to continue to be on every other episode answering questions that come in from the community. I just got a contract extension. Yes. I'm going to, absolutely. I'd like 50% more money. Okay, what's 50% of zero? <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. Never mind. <laughs> yes, and that's at the Afford Anything podcast where finer podcasts are distributed. You All know right. what? I'll give you a, a jar of crunchy peanut butter. <laughs> nice. Well, you know, it's not going to Len's house. Chunky. So definitely going, going to mine. <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to do it for today. Thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. Such fun as usual. Big thanks to all of you for hanging out for this extended episode. Love our Stacker family. All right, Doug, you got it from here, man. This show is the property of SB Podcasts, LLC. Copyright 2022. Thanks to Paula Pant for joining us today. You'll find her podcast, Afford Anything, wherever you're listening to us today. Thanks to Len Penzo for joining us today. You can find Len at lenpenzo.com. Thanks also to Angelo Poli from MetPro for helping you and us get our waistline in shape. Want more from Angelo? Head to metpro.co slash SB. Our show is written in part by Paulette Perhatch, who helps writers power their words, their work, and their earning potential with her Powerhouse Writers coaching program. Find out more at powerhousewriters.com. Thanks also to our team who made today possible. Karen Rapine is our producer. Tina Eichenberg and Gertrude Smith are our social media mavens. And Brooke Miller handles the show notes and our amazing newsletter, The 201. Well, Stackers, the show might be over, but the celebrations are just beginning because it is Military Appreciation Month that I want to celebrate people like my brother-in-law, Eric, who is such a giving person. Eric will do just anything for you. And as a Marine, you can see that his time in the military taught him to be a guy who gives to his community, gives to his family, and is always there when you need them. This Military Appreciation Month, Navy Federal Credit Union wants to celebrate members like Eric who go above and beyond. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members and help them reach their goals. Navy Federal's employees are part of the community they serve. Many of them are military family members, reservists, or veterans, and all branches of the military, veterans, DOD employees, and their families are eligible for Navy Federal membership. In fact, there are so many resources on the Navy Federal website, resources like Best Cities After Service, 
to help veterans transition to civilian life and best careers for military spouses to support military families. Visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate and you'll see all of their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender.